began as a game. Look out! They're not drunk. They're intoxicated with joy from the great times they have in this fine establishment. What it became was the ruthless murder of an innocent family. That man killed my wife and kids. Leaving a father and son to defy a lawless breed. Can you find him 300 bucks? Cheating the system. You got to make him pay. Planning the terror. Here he comes. I'll get him. For them, it's still only a game. For Joey Rosso, the vengeance is real. Vengeance, because the police aren't fast enough. You're gonna wanna know about this. The laws aren't tough enough. And one man alone just isn't enough. There's a vigilante trucker out there. Maybe the guy figured that somebody had to do something. The ultimate monster truck. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews. This is Super Tap Film Club. And this week I am joined by Hollywood Fletcher. How's it going, Hollywood Fletch? Poorly. You've been poorly? Yeah. What sort? I ate like a whole bag of granola. You pooped yourself inside out. I didn't. Why do you always think that's going to happen? Because just because your insides are shit, I can eat anything. I can. Well, you should poop your insides out if you whole thing of granola. That's not about me. That's you've got an issue there. No, I just nothing's coming out. Well, I'm not like constipated or anything. Well, you would be now. No, I think I've just got like, I think I just I can consume anything, right, and be fine. That's why we were going to do that hot wing challenge that never happened. I did try that hot wind sauce, and it was, by Jingo, it was hot. Really? Yeah. I've been watching films, Malachi. What have you been watching? I've just been watching loads of telly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both seasons of Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. I've not, yeah. not seen that. Very good. Very good. Very, mm. very tech-noir. Very neon-tech-noir. You know, it's good. Oh, yes, you'd love it. Mm. Oh, yes, you would, you would feast your eyes on it. Mm. Um, I watched eight seasons of Modern Family. Eight seasons of Modern Family yeah. since the last time I saw you. Yes, it just that was goes like on. a week ago. It just goes on in the background. All oh, right, so you didn't sit down and pay attention to it. Well, most of it, yeah. But if I had to get up and eat or something, eight series. There's like, tw- hang on a minute. So there's like 24 episodes. So that's eight days. So you've been watching Modern Family for eight days straight since the last time I saw you, basically. I guess so. Yeah, that's a lot of comedy. That's a lot of like. I didn't think you liked sitcoms. What do you mean? I'm light. Whenever I'm, you, come, I, you come round here, and, and uh, it's before lunchtime, I'm having a cup of coffee, I've got, I got the King of Queens on, you're like, what's this shit? What's this? I'm fun. I'm fun and light. I've always been fun. Everyone thinks I'm fun. Yeah. All of my friends think I'm fun. Do they? Yes. Am I fun? Yes. There you go. I'm fun! Okay, Jesus Christ. I watched a film last night. Yeah? Called Action USA. Oh, really? It's fucking ludicrous. 
I watched... Sorry, the cat's just throwing himself against the door. Absolutely outrageous. Oh, is that a future episode? I think it will be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I watched Female Prisoner 701 Scorpion. What's that? It's on Arrow. It's a um, Japanese exploitation film. Ah, okay. A gloomy one. It's pretty fucked. It's exploitation. Yeah. Japanese it's, exploitation. Yeah, it's about mm. ladies in prison. Yeah. That one's probably not for me. That one's probably not for me. I like films with goblins in it and stuff like that. Not harsh black and white Japanese dramas. It's not. It's exploitation. Well, yeah. I like the ones about sharks and zombies. Not harsh women's prisons. It's... it's... Oh, do you know what? What? Mars is going to message you about that because he messaged me as soon as he, as soon as he saw I was watching it. So, expect a message. Well, he likes it bleak as well, doesn't he? He's, he, he likes it bleak. Good. We should do more bleak films. No, what? This doesn't change what I said earlier about me being fun either, by the way. So, hang on a minute. So we, sh we should do more bleak films yes. on our light, light entertainment podcast, is what you're saying. Wait. Um, what bleak films do you want to do? The Lighthouse. I haven't seen it. It's a great film. Probably not, no. It, what? It's a... So should we do Requiem for a Dream, shall we? No, that's just your go-to film. Like, you saw that, and then you never watched another bleak film again. Because that's the only film you ever bring up. Yeah, I've ever told you why, haven't I? Because... Yes, yes, you've told me why. Tell the people why. Well, because I'd been at raves all weekend, having it large. Sunday, I used to like to watch a film. A friend of mine rang me on the Sunday afternoon. He was like, what are you doing? What are you doing this evening? I said, I'll be around this afternoon, Chris. I'm gonna... I'm, I've cooked a lovely Sunday dinner. I've got a film here that somebody's given to me. It looks like a... Uh, a bit of a gritty teen drama, is what I thought, Fletch. Yeah. Gritty teen drama? Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a bit dark, isn't it? <sighs> it's not for me. It frightened me. Oh, God. Frightens is it, me. Is this like when we watched Hereditary together? No, I didn't mind that, because that wasn't like a jarring, you horrible... You got mad at me. I didn't get mad yeah, at you. Yeah, you did. You were just like, well, well, this is, well, this well, is horrible, isn't it? It because every time you pick a film, it is bleak as fuck. Bleak. Bleakness. Anyway, Hollywood Fletch, what did we watch this week on Super Tat Film Club? Rolling Vengeance. Rolling Vengeance from 1987. It's a Canadian monster truck revenge film. It's basically Death Wish and Rocky. Well, it has essences of. That's what it says on the poster, yeah. I, I can sort of see the Death Wish, because yeah. it's Rwenge. Hot, hot Rwenge. Yes. And it's like Rocky. Because someone punches someone. Yeah. At one point. Yeah, well that's true. Is it I couldn't see the struggles of an independent boxer trying to make his way to the top in this film. Really. It has a montage in it. It does have a montage in it. Uh -huh. So there you go. And the music sounds a bit like Rocky in that bit. I suppose. I don't know. That's more over the top than Rocky. Yeah, it's more like Over the Top or yeah. Roadhouse. Mm, very much Roadhouse. Yeah, there you go. I think it's more Roadhouse. So yeah, this is this came before Roadhouse. This is like a year before Roadhouse. 1987. I can't remember what year Roadhouse was. I think Roadhouse came out in 1988. Well, Ro Roadhouse didn't have... I was going to say Roadhouse didn't have a monster truck in it, but it fucking did. A Terry Funk. Yeah, and it had <laughs> Terry Funk in it as well. Yeah. Yes, it did. It had a monster truck driving over... Cars. A, car lot yeah like which is did. what happens in this film oh god there you go uh, the main lead in this film little joey he's played by a man called don michael paul he's a director now 
Fletch. Little Joey, like a baby kangaroo. He's gone off into the wide, big wide world after this and started writing and directing Hollywood films, TV shows. A Bulletproof that's on Sky TV at the minute, that's like the rip-off of Bad Boys. He did that. And Kindergarten Cop 2 with Dolph Lundgren, which I didn't even know existed until this afternoon, if I'm perfectly honest. And he also wrote Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> so he's done all right. And Tremors, done all the, the well, latest... Well, you, don't just drop that on the... And Tremors. And Tremors. Don't you just drop that on the end. The new Tremors films, not the, not the good ones. There's no bacon in this one. His dad, Big Joe, is played by Lawrence Dane. We've seen him before, he's been in the River Fletch. Yes. He was in Scanners. He was Breeden Keller, he's the villain in Scanners. Is he? Yeah, he is. Is he? he yes, he is, yeah. Scanners? Yeah. He's in Scanners. Is he? Yeah. Yes, he's in Scanners. <laughs> <laughs> Ned Beatty's in this film. Yeah, he plays Tiny Doyle, the villain of the piece. Now, I know him as Otis from the 80s Superman films. He was in Deliverance. But he was, yeah, he was also in Deliverance. He's in The Network. The Network? Have you ever seen The Network? I'm not sure, no. I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. No. Really? No. Oh, that's a classic. Ah. Oh, mate. Misty, the love interest, is played by Lisa Howard. Now, I recognised her. She's Dr. Lindsay from the Highlander TV series. Why are all the main characters named after what size they are? Well, that's how it goes. Big Joe, Little Joe, Cardboard Box. And Tiny. Yeah. Tell you wrote it. Who wrote it? Michael Thomas Montgomery. Do, do we know his work from elsewhere? Uh, he produced Eye of the Tiger, which is a film where Gary Busey comes back from Vietnam to fight a motorcycle gang in his hometown. That sounds pretty good. I think that, yeah, yeah. We, should, we should look at yeah, that. Yeah, look at that one. We'll, I, what's that called? We'll write it down. Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. Uh, it's just giving me the song. Of course it is. Do you know Eye of the Tiger, the song? Have you ever seen the music video? Yeah, when it's the band just strutting around town. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's, it's a brilliant video and it's a brilliant song, but yeah. when you watch it, you realise how much of, like, I could take all of that band. Yeah, they're, they're a beret-heavy band. They look like a bunch of nerds, though. They do. They don't look hard at all. No. And they're just strutting around to this powerful song. Yeah. They're not, like, an odd-looking band. No. Like, uh... Man of War. Big Joe runs a local haulage company with his son, Little Joey. Joey's on his way home to pop. He's been picking up goods, picking up Jack Daniels. There's a lot of Jack Daniels in this film. I like the songs in it at the start. Cruising through towns, thinking about life on the road. Driving all day, driving all night. It's me in the road alone. It's <laughs> yeah. Breaker 1-9, this is Little Joey for Big Joey. Just outside the country lines, I got the pedal to the metal and I'm making it raw. <laughs> Bring it on home, old buddy, says Dad. Another truck meets Joey on the way back from his big his big trip out. It's Steve Tyler, his mate. He's, they're doing a bit of hot dogging on the road and he, he knocks a combine harvester off the road and he's like, oh God, Steve, you arsehole. And Steve says, eat my shorts. Steve's like the maverick of the, uh, the gang. Yeah. Joe is dropping off drinks and whatnot to Tiny's Bar. Now, Tiny's Bar is a sleazy redneck joint. It's also got a used car lot outside next to the bar. <clears throat> Tiny's staff are a troop of his bastard sons, the Doyle boys, basically. They're a load of redneck arseholes. They're the, if you imagine... <laughs> They're like the Dudley family. <laughs> yeah, they are. And the leader of his shit-eating sons, 
<laughs> it's kicking off because the liquor's two hours late. This is Vic Doyle. He's a he's a he's a bad lad. You have the same hairdo as him now. That's oh. what you look like now. You just look like one of the one of the he he pa just in the back. You <laughs> yeah. just look like one of the lads that he sends round. Tiny Ned Beatty is wearing a biker jacket and he's got his hair all quiffed up with one of those ties with a metal bull on them, what are they called? Oh, everyone in Texas wears them. Bolo. I apologise, that boy's got a mighty short fuse. Tiny's getting a visit from the Women Against Drink Driving because he keeps allowing people to drink drive at his venue and they're protesting it. They ain't drunk, they're intoxicated with joy from the great time that they're having in this fine establishment. This is private property, so take yourselves off and get out of here. I don't take kindly to littering, see? Ladies, getting back in the car, because he's very rude to them, and he says to the girl that's there, Misty, I may have a job for you. Do you dance? He wants her to come and be a go-go dancer. It's a nudie bar. It's it's everything. It may be a nudie bar, but I noticed it says outside, family dining. Yeah, and also, dance in massive (laughs) letters. Bar, grill, girls, dance! Tiny's boys, the Dylan boys, spend most of their time driving around in their truck, whooping and hollering, drinking and chucking bottles around. They're out hassling Big Joe in his pickup and chucking bottles at Little Joe at his windscreen. Little Joe's had enough of this, so he gives him a bit of a gives him a knock. Have that, you fucking redneck pieces of shit. But his dad's like, Joey, stop it, because we need this job, and it ain't worth messing with the door boys. Big Joe and Little Joe arrive at home, greeted by Mum. He says, Dad, I don't understand why we have to work for these people. He says he pays the bills. If we don't get the money, we can't pay for our big rigs. Therefore, we can't have this beautiful rural lifestyle of which we have become accustomed to, little Joey. Dad's got a surprise for Joey. He says, look at this, Joe. Don't worry about them for now. Look at that brand new truck. And on the side, it says, Big Joe Rosso and son. Don't they work for anyone else? They work for other people. They're independents. I so mean, if they can afford to buy another lorry, surely they, they could probably just ditch the job anyway, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Let's not let's not dwell on it. Thanks, Dad. I won't let you down. Perfect. Family life in the country. Joey, Mum and Dad, and his two sisters. One of which is having a birthday today. Oh, bless her. Joey's working on something in his barn. I'll have a bit of that birthday cake later, Mum. Can I go to the barn? She says, what? What is it that you're doing in that barn? When are we going to get to see that thing? Asks the woman. He says, oh, it'll be ready. It'll be ready, Mum, for the big truck show in November. So don't you worry. So he, he, get, he hot-tails it to the barn to do some tinkering. So he's already making some he's Frankenstein already, monster. Yeah, he's doing something. Misty is Joey's sweetheart. She calls round, so they, he, he takes her for a ride in the new truck. Let's go driving around. They drive past Tiny's bar. It's glowing with neon and sleaze in the night. It's like, look, we just stay away from that place. Don't go in there. It's full of bad people, really bad people. How come you need to have work for them? We don't work for them. We're independent. It's business. We gots to pay the bills. <laughs> Big Joe's putting his little girl to bed and she asks him when she's going to get boobs. Yeah. I really hope he gets some massive ones as well. Yeah, like Dolly Parton. Yeah. I think he reacts in the way I, I would kind of react. He kind of sits there a second and goes, Yep, and then just and, okay. Yep, yep good night. You probably went. Into, <laughs> I'm avoiding this situation. <laughs> you probably went into the other room when she's talking about boobs again. Can you go and talk to her? <laughs> that's that's some parroting. That is. That's it. That he is just some goes, parenting. Yep, 
Mum has also got a surprise in store. She's had lovely jackets made for them both. Lovely jackets. She says, do you like it, Joe? I like you. God damn it, I like you. <laughs> I like you. I'm in like with you. You are very likeable. When do we get our jackets? We... I don't know. We could get some. How long will we be doing this podcast for? Year enough. I've been waiting for you to surprise me with matching jacket. Mum is taking the kids to town. Meanwhile, Tiny Doyle's boys are chugging down brews and roughhousing in the warehouse. They're playing American football and just acting like shits. How does it work? What do you mean, how does it work? I, do, I don't get it. So they have a drink yeah. and then they all just fall over. It must be about half seven, eight o'clock in the morning. If those fellas are going to work. That's breakfast, yeah. Though. They head out in the pickup and they start hassling mum on the road, throwing bottles and scaring the kids. Vic gets out of the car and smashes the car window and she drives away. And then Reckless Steve is coming the other way. They push mum's car onto the wrong side of the road, causing Steve to crash into the truck, plowing into them, smashes them to bits, killing everyone. Whoa. Everyone's dead, Fletch. Hang on. Everyone's dead. Hang on. The mum. The mum and his two sisters, brown bread. They're all dead. They're all dead. So his whole family's dead now? No, he's still got his dad. His whole family's dead now? His just, just like that. Why? Why? You said this isn't bleak. That's horrible. Why did we watch this? <laughs> the perfect Walton's life is now shattered. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. And Steve's carrying all the guilt. Poor Steve, wasn't even his fault. He's been forced to kill his best mate's mum and sisters. I mean, that's not a good look, is it? No. No, it's They're not. dead. They're dead. Hang on, they're dead for the whole film they're now? They're dead now. They're, they die. Like, five minutes in, dead. This film's really sad. This is why it's like Death Wish, because it's actually just when you, because you remember it being like, oh, it's a pew pew, really cool fun film. Yeah. And then when you actually watch it, you're like, oh my God. When you when you actually watch Death Wish, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is horrible. Sad. Here's the fucking clincher. Do you what? want it to get a little bit more bleak, mate? No, go, I don't. Well, don't worry. Vengeances are coming. To make the situation worse, the fucking goddamn rednecks managed to get away with it in court. Vic gets off with a $300 fine and a year in prison. So he gets away with it. He doesn't get a year. He gets like a year commuted sentence. Yeah. So he doesn't get... Doesn't even get that. Time He gets 300 quid. Doesn't even get that. While he's sat in the court, his dad, Tiny, is cracking walnuts with his hands. Sat there with his hillbilly boys. Bunch of shits. After the funeral for mum and the two dead girls, Big Joe goes back to the house and he puts all of his daughter's music boxes on at once, creating the sound of madness, because he's not doing well. Obviously, everyone's dead. Okay, are we having fun yet? Later that night at Tiny's dive bar, everyone is wearing plaid shirts and trucker caps and sad-looking strippers all over the place on podiums. Tiny's sitting with his boys. It weren't my fault, pa! You was drunk again! It was only a couple of beers! Everybody's gonna be watching us. This is bad for business. You screw up one more time and we out of business. Sorry, Pa. Sorry, don't mean diddly squat, boy. But he gives them a beer and a wink and says, good job on killing them people, basically, and lets them get on with it. The thing is, they're not even like doing any crime and stuff that they need to keep covered up. They're yeah. just a shower of cunts, aren't they? Absolute shower of bastards, yeah. <laughs> Steve tries to apologize to Joe and Joey. Not a good idea, it's not the right time. Leave it for a bit, Steve. He says, you're a hot dog with a firecracker in your ass, Steve. This was bound to happen. But this isn't Steve's fault, remember that. This is not Steve's fault. Okay. After the court case, 
Big Joe and Joey pull up outside Tiny's bar. Daddy Joe says, I, I feel like I want to go for a beer. Little Joe's like, hang on, you know who's in here. This is not going to be a good idea. He's like, I want a beer and I want it now. He gets his spanner out of the back. Yeah, he does, yeah. He gets his spanner out of the back and sticks it in his boot. In the bar, the redneck shits are all celebrating the fact that Vic got off without manslaughter charges. And the two Joes go in and sit at the bar. Two drafts, please. Vic, here's him order the two drinks, and he goes over with two beers. You boys order these? He drinks Dad's beer, like that, all the way down. He says, that will be ready for you in 20 minutes, but warm, because he's going to piss it out. Fucking hell. He says, of course, Junior here, he likes it cold, and he pours the beer all over little Joey's head. And then Joey just elbows him in the face. Ooh! And the two Joes start dishing out rights to the hillbillies. Steve is passing by, and he comes into the bar, because he can smell trouble, he knows something's going to happen in here. Steve gets stuck in, starts royster doistering all the fucking hillbillies. Tiny says, I'm going to go and get my pea shooter, his shotgun. This is a proper, like, dad punch festival. Yeah, it is, yeah. Steve manages to snatch the gun from Tiny, and he points it at him and says, Back off, scum! Back off, Tiny! Outside, Big Joe and Little Joe thank him. They say, thanks for that, Steve. But you got to get out of here. Don't fuck with the door, boys. Back at the house, Joey is working in the barn. Sounds of metalwork emanating from the building. Dad wonders, what is that boy doing in there? As he drinks his coffee and tends to his bruised lips from all the dad punching he just received in his face. Vic and his backward brothers, they want payback. This is really dangerous, this bit. They wait for them to drive under a bridge in their lorries and they just chuck a load of breeze blocks off. Yeah. Where's yeah. the police? The, there this is town no, is lawless. This is stupid. I mean, this is all over the course of a couple of days as well. What's it like they're living there? They're awful. Chuck fucking massive breeze blocks off a motorway bridge, cause another hideous crash. The breeze blocks smash into Joe's truck. Swear he swerves off the road. Big Joe's in a coma. That's it. <sighs> Big Joe is now in hospital in a really bad way. Joey is holding his hands. He says, I'll get him. I'll get the bastards. Because Fletch, it's time. It's time for vengeance. It's time for hot, hot Rowengo. So what does he do, Fletch? He has a montage. He makes a monster truck. <sighs> he makes a monster truck, collecting parts from the scrapyard. Military tank hatches, a big fuck-off drill to go on the front of it. <laughs> See, after everything that's happened, and then he puts a drill on the front of his truck. I don't know, it goes too silly too quickly. Yeah. Periscope, it's got a periscope on there as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. It's got a periscope on it. <laughs> and most importantly, fucking massive monster truck wheels. He's basically built a tank on monster truck wheels. It's a beast, it's a fucking beast. Down at Tiny's Bar, the bar is rocking with the bad folk of the town. They're all arm wrestling, dancing, hillbilly music, sad looking strippers. The lot. Joey fires up the engine and it's a giant metal beast that roars to life, Fletch. It's a tank on monster truck wheels, fire blazing out the top of it either side and exhaust pipes. Giant drill is a whirring. It's time to roll. It's time for rolling vengeance. This is a bit like the things that they used to build in the A-Team when they get trapped in a garage or something like that. This is the sort of thing the A-Team would have built if they actually wanted to murder people and not just flip over their cars. I didn't watch many monster trucks as a child. No, I mean, they were more of a bigger thing in the 80s. I used to have a, um, a toy of Bigfoot. Yeah, that was it. I'd only heard of two trucks. Bigfoot and the Gravedigger. Yes. I saw the Gravedigger was in Derby once. Was it? Yeah, I went down and saw it. Oh, what was it doing? Was it just there? 
That I think they had some monster truck thing on it at the stadium, and uh, Gravedigger was in the middle of town. Oh, we used to do that, didn't we? Yeah. We used to have monster trucks here. Remember when we could go outside? We'll do it. We'll do it. We will. We'll do it. We we'll will. go see monster trucks. Joey drives to Tiny's car lot and smashes all the cars to pieces, crushes them easy peasy, destroys them all. Then he drives through the car lot office like it was made of Weetabix and the whole place falls apart like it was nothing under his mighty wheels of Rewenge. Last thing he does is he crushes Tiny's car and you see his Ohio plate as he crushes it. Fuck Ohio. <laughs> good, good work. You always know someone's a dickhead when they've got uh, custom license plates. Mm, mm. If you got a custom number plate, you're probably a tired. Yeah. And you probably got too much money. Yeah. And the money you spent on that, you should probably give to me. I know someone who bought one, and they cost thousands and thousands of pounds. You have to keep paying for them. Yeah. That guy's a fucking prick anyway. I don't speak to him anymore. <laughs> Tiny Wanger! Tiny Wanger! Misty goes to see Joey and says that she's thinking about leaving town because she can't cope with all this violence and sadness that's going It's too bleak in it's this town! It's too sad! It's too sad here! I can't do it! Now she's ready. Now she's ready for a classy love scene. Oh. There you go. Yay. Why does this uh, glass just say your name on it? You've got a glass that just says your name on it. Do you not... Do you think you sh it should have someone's name on it? Don't want to worry about it. That's I can't I can't look at that. Now. I'm gonna have to turn know, it away. because they're a misprint, I think, and that's why we got. That's them. why you've got. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of when I lived in China and they had English on stuff in the same way that you see people have Chinese lettering on stuff. Yeah, and they haven't got a clue what it says. Yeah, and you just have stuff that would just say "Enter text here" on them. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, the local sheriff and cops haven't got a clue what's happened. They're totally foxed. Who could have squashed all these cars? What the fuck is going on in Bleak Town? Who could have something against these guys? Yeah. I mean, one of them only killed an entire family a couple of days ago. Yeah. And beat his dad up. Who could it be? I don't know. Let's let's put some police work in, some heavy police work into this one, lads. He's not bothered. He's not bothered, that sheriff. No. Well, he is, it turns out he isn't. He lets him get away with it in the end. <laughs> Oh, Tiny hasn't got a clue either. Who could have squashed all my cars? Is Sheriff asks. Have you got any ideas who did this? No, we've had no trouble with anyone. Not since the gooks. Oh, oh, he's, oh, really? Could, he's well. racist too? Well, could you not see? They're all adorned in Confederate flags. Oh, <sighs> you do surprise me. Tiny's got his arm in a sling and the Sheriff remarks to him, you slip in the shower? He says, no, I tripped over my dick. I know how you feel. It happens to me all the time. The sheriff sasses him back. Inside the bar, Tiny's getting worried. He says, I'd have to be shot in the head before I let somebody fuck with me like this. Drinking Jack Daniels. Someone's trying to destroy me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, I give you three guesses who it is, but the first two don't count. It was Steve Tyler or the Russell boy. And I'm thinking their asses would look real good hanging on my wall. Now, Full disclosure, mm. it was up until this point, I didn't realise what that other guy's name was. So when he was just like, it was having that, it was having that Russo boy or Steve Tyler. And I was like, what? <laughs> Steve Tyler ran over all my cars. <laughs> it was the 80s, you know. Dude, who knows what Steve Tyler was doing. We handle feuds ourselves in this family, right here. No goddamn police. Yeah. That night, Steve is out on the road and the fucking rednecks drive up to his rig. The one with the glasses is called Four Eyes. 
in the cast. So Four Eyes starts shouting, Come on, we got a little present for you, you sucker! God damn it, get that sucker! Whooping and a hollering. Whooping and woo-hoo-hoo! They shoot out his window in his side mirror. Steve's panicking. He says, this is Steve Tyler. Breaker 1-9, emergency. Joey is working on his metal beast in the barn. His ears prick up. He hears the call come through. Joey springs into action and heads out of the barn in the vengeance mobile to help Steve. The rednecks end up shooting Steve off the road by shooting his tyres out and he stops in the middle of the road. And they just start shooting at him and calling him a Nancy boy. He tell you a goddamn Nancy boy! And he starts shooting up his truck. Every time you say rednecks, I think of rednecks. That I can't I can't get it out of my head every time you say it. Every time you say rednecks, plural, I think of rednecks. Sorry. This this film has forced me to think about many things that I just don't want to think about. And Cotton Eye Joe. Fucking rednecks. They shoot up his rig, but then a distant rumble, fire and metal. What the fucking hell is that? Says Four Eyes. Joey is coming in his monster truck of death. One of the brothers is stood in the road and he just ploughs over him, squashes him with his big fucking wheels. Pops him. Pops him, dead, head on. And he chases the other brother, who's now back in the truck, Four Eyes, and he's driving and panicking. Whilst Joey's chasing him, he switches on the drill and he rams it into the back of the van. Then the van swerves round and then Joey drives over the side with the driver in it and crushing him to death. And it's clearly a shop dummy in the van seat. But we don't care, because that cunt's dead. Vengeance achieved. Two down. Yay. The cops find the two squashed shitbags the next day. We found two bodies down here. Do we need to send a coroner? Hell no, we need a street sweeper and a doggy bag down here. Tyler Kid said the phantom vehicle looked like something out of a bad dream. Saved his goddamn ass though. Who the hell? Why the hell? How the hell? And what the hell? Is what the cop said. <laughs> he knows. He knows. The sheriff knows. He doesn't care. He's, he's just not bothered he's at all. He's had enough of the Doyles. He's about to retire. He doesn't give a shit. Mm. Tiny and the three remaining boys are eating southern fried chicken and sitting around moping. And the dad says, your brother ain't even cold and you're thinking about filling your fat bellies? And he starts chucking mashed potato all over them. Just oh, really made me want some mashed potato, yeah. Eat it! Eat it! You wanna eat the taters? Eat my taters! <laughs> you got to make them pay, or you can't come back here no more, or I'll kill you myself. This has really escalated. It has really quickly. Yeah. It really... It, it really shouldn't have either. No. Like this Lay went, low. Lay this low went to while. murder. Yeah. Dead quick. I pray to God. God help me get the low life sons of bitches to kill my boys. Amen. Fucking amen. Now we need some more taters out here. Give me smash. Jim, when your mum would make it and it'd still have dry bits on it. This ain't mash. That's not mash, this that's smash. It's a smash. What is this? Remember pot mash? Like a pot noodle, but it was mash. Yeah. Mm. Cheese and onion one. That was alright. That was alright. It was smash that was horrible. You've got to make it right. You just boil up some tats. Smash them yourself. It's better in the long run. Misty is getting worried about Joey. There's no answer on the phone, Fletch. So she tells her pa that she's going down to the barn to find him. Joey isn't at the bar, but two of the Doyle boys are there waiting for her. And then this film gets really dark. Genuinely quite shocking at this point. There's just this horrible rape scene in Yeah, which I totally forgot was in it. I think we must have blanked this out the first time we watched it. Either that or it was cut from the version that we saw. Which version did you watch? I watched the Blu-ray version. I watched the VHS. 
So oh well, there you go then. Okay, we so, repressed it. Yeah, I think we we yeah we blocked it out. Yeah, but yeah, there's a really shocking, harsh rape scene in it. In in the uh, silly in the vigi- vigilante truck film. Yeah, it's quite out of place, really. I'll be honest. Now you now you're telling me about it. I think this it's not actually. You, this film's quite horrible. Mm, mm. I'm not having fun. This film's horrid. Oh my god, what have we done? The next morning. The two horrible brothers wake up in their pickup and they're bragging about what they did the night before. That Joe is going to be looking for us. You scared chicken shit? The hell I am. Well, they fucking should be because he's on his way to fuck the pair of them up. They hear the distant rumble of vengeance. What the hell was that? Joey rolls up behind him. Holy shit. He sneaks up on him. (laughs) He sneaks up on him in the monster truck. They start the pickup and Joey clips the back of it as they drive off into the fields. He sneaks up on them twice. Yeah. Because then they go and they hide behind a bush and and he's just like, you go take a look. And he's like, I'm not taking a look. And then he just jumps out behind them. Like it's Jason Voorhees. Yeah. But it's a truck. Looks like we lost him. No, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. Rolling vengeance! They run from the truck into a cornfield. Joey crushes the truck and then follows them into the corn. I like this bit. It was good. It was like a corn's eye view. You could see the panic. It was good. The chase through the corn. He crushes one of the evil boys in the field in his Confederate flag t-shirt. Good. There's another cunt dead. Gone. The other one runs into a warehouse full of boxes of apples and tries to hide behind the apple crates. But Joey is incensed with vengeance. He drives in and he starts smashing through all the boxes, smashing over everything in the path to kill the little bastard. Driving through all barrels, the lot. I like how every time he goes and drives over something, it clearly gets stuck. (laughs) Yeah, they end the shot. (laughs) <laughs> he just comes to a halt because he can't drive anymore yeah. and then they just cut. The redneck hides in the office. I see you're in the office. I've got you. I've got you, you little bastard. Well, do you know what I think of offices? Fuck offices! He drives through it and he murders it in his murder truck. Dead. Now there is only Vic and Tiny left to kill for the vengeance truck. Misty is at home. She hears the news on the radio that the two Doyle boys are dead after the hit and run. She fears that it is the work of Joey. And do you know what? She's right. Because on the news it says, in both incidences, a massive monster machine was involved. (laughs) How hard is it to find who it is? There's only about eight people that live in this town by the look of it. (laughs) But like we say, the sheriff fucking knows. I think it's like like one of them roadhouse situations Mm. where... That seemingly there's only like five people who live there, unless they need like a crowded bar scene, and mm. then all of a sudden all these people just appear. Mm. Yeah, Roadhouse, middle of nowhere, always full, always full. It's just the bar's that good. Yeah, Sheriff. Now this is Sheriff goes to talk to Joey at the hospital. He says, "I hope your dad makes it. I guess you heard what happened to the Doyles. Suspected with someone out there who didn't much like those boys. Guess that makes everyone in the county a suspect." I didn't much care for them myself, but killing is against the law, see? No matter how justified it may seem, there's a vigilante truck out there somewhere. With a good lawyer, heck, he might get 50 years. And Joey says, well, maybe the guy figured he had to do something for himself. Well, maybe, but I think he's made his point. If you find this guy, you're going to take him in? That's my job, son. If I find him, I'm hoping that maybe he'll just retire. Seems to me he's done enough vengeance for everyone. Can you stop murder trucking everyone, please? 
I'll leave it to you. I'll tell you what. I'll turn around and I'll close my eyes and I want this murder truck to be gone. Gone. Get rid of it. That's policing, that is. Yeah. That's policing. It's like Chief Wiggum. That's just as useless. But he knows justice when he sees it. He knows justice. He doesn't make the laws, Fletch. He just upholds them. Well, no, he doesn't. No, totally. He doesn't do over. He doesn't do nothing. I'm starting to see why this is such a horrible, lawless place now. Yeah, the sheriff is not really bothered. You've got to sort it out yourself. Misty goes to see Joey. It's you, isn't it? What are we going to do? We need to get out of here right away. But then something else terrible happens, and Joey's dad, Big Joe, drops dead. He's dead. What? He's dead now. That's it, though. He snaps. Misty says, Joe, where are you going? Go home, Misty. Just go home. Tiny's bar and grill. Inside, Tiny and Vic are waiting for the inevitable to happen. Waiting for Metal Justice to crush them like the bugs they are. They are nervous. <gasps> What's that sound? Maybe it's the ghost riders in the sky. No, it's just the wind, Pa. It's just the wind. Tiny calls Vic a chicken shit because he wasn't there with his brothers to dish out horrible activities. And to think you was always my favourite. I ain't no chicken shit, Pa! And he fires a shotgun into the air. As he fires that, simultaneously, Joey outside smashes into their roadside neon signs. Bush! And he ploughs into the bar, smashing the place to bits. He's totally fucking destroying it. Just rolling all over it, smashing the place to bits. What is this building made out of? Cardboard. Wheat a bit. He does, he just destroys it. Absolutely destroys it. And he thinks, that's it. I've killed him. Job done. Misty and the sheriff arrive just as Joey is emerging from the wreckage. The bar is gone. It's all over. But it's not, because Tiny pops up to shoot Joey. Luckily, the sheriff's there. BAM! What did he say earlier on in the film? It takes someone shooting me in the head to get away with Well, what happens to him? Shot in the head. Dead. Tiny is dead. Fuck Tiny. Fuck Tiny. Fuck, fuck Tiny. But now, Fletch, Vic is in control of the monster truck. Shit! And he starts driving around and trying to squash Misty and squash Joey. By the way, the sheriff has been shot. He's down. He's down for the count. Oh no! Whew. Hoisted by his own petard. He makes chase. He says, Misty hide. Misty finds sanctuary in a drain pipe under the ground. But it's blocked up at one end. So fucking Vic chases her into the pipe, switches on the drill, and starts drilling at her. Something incredibly Freudian about this scene. Yes, there is really, isn't there? I thought that myself, a giant duck dick. Yeah. Joey manages to climb onto the truck, twists one of the exhaust pipes round, spitting out the hot flames into the cab, and smokes him out just in time to save Misty from the pipe of peril. Phew. Thank God. The police arrive on the scene to this absolute chaos. They say, you never guess who was driving that monster truck, Fletch. Vic Doyle. That Doyle boy. That, it was Vic Doyle, that Doyle boy. And the sheriff says, Looks like he didn't like his family either. Hey, it looks like morning's coming. Happy retirement, Sheriff. And then Misty and Joey walk off into the sunset to fix their tattered, ruined lives. The end. Thank God that's over. That was a little bit bleaker than I thought. That his policeman was terrible. Yeah, he's not, he's, um, he's not a good lawman. <laughs> not a good lawman. So, um, rolling vengeance, Fletch, what did you think to that? I can't believe I've seen this film twice in my life. Yeah, it didn't seem this horrible the first time we watched it, did it? No. Not at all. Maybe I wasn't in as dark a place then. Maybe. But this film is available on uh, Hipster Blu-ray and it is on 
It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, yeah. I was talking to E.K. Wimmer about this film yesterday. He's got it on VHS. Has he? Yeah. Of course he has. Of course he has. He's got everything from the 80s. That's like, He's still there. He lives there. So yeah, that was that was Rolling Vengeance, Fletch. The Canadian monster truck Rewenge film. When are we going to get a karaoke machine? We can get one whenever you want. Can we do a duet? Of what? What would you like to sing? Summer Nights. Yeah. You mean Summer Loving? Summer Nights. No, it's called Summer Nights, isn't it? That's how the song ends. I know what you mean anyway. The one from Greece. No, I don't want to do that one now. You change your mind? No. Could, I, could we do the, uh, the, the Ballad of Tom Jones? Space. Oh, Space, and it was Keris Matthews. Space yeah. and Keris Matthews. I can't actually remember that song. Oh, well, learn it. Learn <laughs> it, because we're going to do it. Learn it for next week. Is we're going to do it. When, when, when we're all vaccinated, we're going to hit the town, and we're going to wow everyone with our Keris Matthews space. Well, our favourite Japanese restaurant, funnily enough, got a karaoke room. Oh, of course it does. Yeah, so we'll get in there and we'll hammer it next time. Let's smoke that joint. Yeah, and speaking of which... Thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. Please do the stuff we ask you to do all the time. I'm really fed up with saying it now, guys. You know, we've been doing it nearly two years. Like, subscribe, give us a couple of quid on the Patreon. Please don't forget that. I'm only joking. Do what you want. We don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. No. Please, though, please go and check out our friends on the internet. Laser Graves, Bad Taste Video. Neon Brainiacs, Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks. And there is a new one that came out called Evil Speak Podcast. Yeah. Uh, which their first episode, their pilot, was about the rise and fall of the video nasty in, uh, in Britain. Check them out on the same place that you hear this. Thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. And we will see you next Tuesday with another film that isn't bleak. We're going to do a nice happy one next week, I think. Really? I think so. We're really? We're going to have to. We'll have to look. We'll We're going to have to do a fucking Barney film just to retroact against this fucking horrible, horrible mess that you made me sit through. Barney's quite a frightening beast, though. Barney he's... is not a frightening beast. He is. No, he's not. Yes. Are you joking? It's Are you too... scared of Barney? He's too big. See you next week. But I'd been forgotten, I'd I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? But I'd been forgotten, I'd I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe?